Welcome everyone to another episode of the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast. I'm Dean DeFalco and with me today is Dan and Evan. We're all here. The gang's gonna have some fun. We read some comics, so let's let's fuck it. Let's no no more intros. Let's just go right into this. Evan, what'd you read? Well, let's take let me open my little notebook. My little Superman notebook. Um Alright, first off I'll start with Vader. Uh new issue with Darth Vader came out real quick. Seems to be holding up. I mean, I was very happy with the first issue. Um, second issue didn't fail to impress. Uh, lots of background stuff with um, Vader's secret plans. And everybody's really not seeming to trust him. Which you would think is the norm. Because he is Darth Vader. I, I don't think he's a trustworthy fella. But um, art, story, everything was top notch. They did a really good job for the second issue. So... Uh, it seems that it's going to hold its own. Uh, this is just like a, a real brief one because I don't want to go too deep because I did read two other books that I enjoyed immensely for number ones. Um, Spider-Gwen. Now, I am a Spider-Man fan. I am. I have been collecting amazing since I can read. And I don't know, even after reading this issue, I don't know how I feel about it. Because it seems that they're just taking the story of Peter and putting a girl in the mask. Now, I haven't read any of the Spider-Verse stuff. I'm waiting for it to finish up because it's going all over the place. And I'm hoping that they're going to trade it up nicely. Uh, so I'm sort of going into this blind. But from what I can pick up, Gwen has taken the place of Peter. In the fact that she got bitten by the spider, she has the powers, Peter died in a fateful accident, and she is being blamed for it. This is a, seems to be at the beginning of her, of her spider career. They do make references throughout the book uh, about the Spider-Verse story going on, how things are all getting wonky out in the Spider-Verse. But what I did like about the book, the, the art itself is actually really interesting. Um, Robbie Rodriguez put a very, uh, I want to call it like a pop-style artwork on it. It's very bright, very colorful. Um, the the writing by Jason Latour, pretty solid. It, it doesn't go too deep. Um, it's like a, seems like to be a, a brush over of the universe so that they can start delving into stories a little deeper. Um, in the first issue, we got, of course, introduced to Gwen, her dad, uh, Officer Grimm, who I'm assuming is a reference to uh-huh. Ben because he did say or did say something about Yancey Street. Um, Gwen's father is going to lose his job, to, and his replacement is Captain Frank Castle. Damn it! I thought you were going to say Uncle Ben. No, uh, they didn't. Very little Peter stuff. It was like a, a frame of Peter de- dying, saying, "Oh, I just wanted to be like you." Yeah. <clears throat> oh, dead. And and I. <laughs> Um, what I did, I mean, it, it, they just like threw snippets of the regular or uh, characters from the regular Marvel universe showing you how things are in this universe. Uh, like I said, the Punisher is a, a, a cop, so he's not really the Punisher, but he's, his, his introduction is him beating the ever living crap out of a, a prisoner to get information like in jail, wearing the orange jumpsuit behind bars, kicking the ever living snot out of him. Um, the, the I, I'm assuming that they, they gave some sort of backstory to where, what Gwen was doing beforehand. And apparently she was part of a band. She was the drummer of the Mary Janes. So there's the Mary Jane tie in with their hit single um, face it tiger. Yeah. Stop. I mean, stop it. Yeah. Stop. And Mary Jane is like this egotistical, like, like I want all the attention. It's me. It's me. This is never going to work because, you know, you're not following. It's like, it... all right, I do like seeing a female lead. Okay. It's it's nice. It's refreshing. But they went like all the, the, the stereotypical female tropes, the bitchiness, the argumentativeness that end up in normal comics were in here. And I don't think it was necessary um the bad guy for the issue is the vulture thought they did a pretty good job with him i mean he looks great 
He's starved for attention. That's why he's doing what he's doing. And that's that's. I mean, the 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 the, the finale of the book is, you know, Gwen facing off with the vulture and she's not really good at her job yet apparently so she's you know being flown away and and like the last frames is her what we would assume or they want you to assume is she's falling to her death i mean you did have to forget that she has spider webs and all of that stuff but it it <laughs> i hope that they strive to make it a solid female character not concentrating on all the other minutiae that's in her life the 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 bitchiness the the inner fighting of her bandmates you know like that stuff is unnecessary when you have a, a a quality lead character and it seems like they could pull it off with this with this book can't really say definitively we'll have to see what happens in you know the next issue or two um Hopefully this it's like the book is is hitting the ground running because apparently of everything that's happening in the, the Spider-Verse books. Uh, so I'm hoping that they'll settle down a little bit, set her up for her, you know, for some sort of longevity, because there's not very many you know female leads out there that and it, it's 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 I don't want to say childlike, but it is youthful in appearance. So it, it has the ability to bring in like new readers and on top of that, new female readers, which, you know, this industry oh so desperately needs. Uh, <laughs> okay, there, I, 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 there was another villain in the book that had a momentary, you know, spotlight put on him. And it was real quick. It's like three or four panels. And she's fighting this guy who is named the Bodega I love Bandit. this guy. Looks just like the Riddler. Best name ever. <laughs> Did you think Riddler when you uh, when you read that? I, I thought a cross between um, the Riddler and that dude who jumps. Oh, you know, the French dude, Spider-Man, Leaper. Like, yes, like that guy. Like that's what I felt. This, but I mean, <laughs> okay, we'll let that happen. Gets thrown into a dumpster. Okay, that happened. I I don't know. I'm still up in the air about the book. I I I have very high hopes for it, but it I can't make a solid decision on it unless I see another, you know, good quality second issue that that leads into a very good story arc of some sort. I hope they don't latch themselves onto the Spider Verse too much because that the the book won't need it. It can have its own fan base without you know the Peter tie-in. So we'll see what happens. Um, and the other book, the last book that I want to talk about today, and I'm hoping someone else read read this, is Suiciders. I did. I, I read that oh, too. Okay, I'm. Pr- I am pretty sure that I had made reference to this book back a couple of episodes when I was looking at a Vertigo coming soon book, because a number of the panels I I had recognized, and it just released this week. So that's. Unless I saw it in a preview book, there's something happening in my timeline that I can't explain. Um, everything was done by uh, Bermejo. <laughs> everything, writing, art, all of it, all of it. So it's his. And I, if I was him, I would definitely be proud of it. Pat on the back, man. Round of applause. Shout I mean, out. Can you, can you say the name again? Bermejo. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like throwing over enunciation in Spanish every <laughs> once in a while. Um, so the story goes, uh, 30 years ago, the big one happened in Los Angeles. I'm assuming that means an earthquake. They really don't say it specifically, but when they make reference to the big one, I standardly think earthquake. And it's an apocalyptic-type future situation where in the future, they've gone back to the gladiator days. Um, New New Angeles is the place, and it seems to be divided by a wall. Undesirables on one side of the wall, uh, upstanding people. Well, I wouldn't even call them upstanding because uh, other people on the other side. You know, these this society has become um like 
plastic surgery and, and bio enhancements crazy. Like that's what's on the other side. Like w- people striving to be perfect. And their big deal is this is this gladiator like event where the best of the best in bio enhancements fight each other. Um there's the man, the 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 guy, the awesomeness, the saint, the saint. I mean that's a great name, not going to lie. You know, Val Kilmer Saint Days, that's <laughs> what it made me think about, which happened to be on HBO not too long ago, which I enjoyed immensely. Um it's it's the the way that the story goes is this this guy's being interviewed quickly by this reporter who wants to get the dark and dirty on him and only has like a few seconds to talk to him and then he goes out and kicks the ever living crap out of this other bio enhanced dude which seems to have his body like turned inside out the reaper <laughs> and he's carrying a scythe which was which was kind of awesome um kicks the crap out of him and and it, it throughout the entire fight the artwork was stunning the 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 feel of the actual battle area moving and and the objects that are that they have to fight around which are also fighting them i mean like i was enthralled with the actual action in the book which very rarely happens to me because once action starts it's usually the norm like that it's always the same in in books to books to books so. there's that uh one page spread where it's it's they literally describe what's going on in the page. They're like, this isn't just a sport anymore. It's an art, and it's a page spread of them coming at each other in midair, and I was like, yeah, this the, is the, art. The, the the announcers were great. I mean, it's just, you know, a Bob Costas-style dude sitting on the side with his buddy and just talking about this savage, savage event as if it's okay. Like, these, these guys, one of them's going to end up dead. It's not like they're going to lose, like, oh, you scored more points. One of them's not walking out of this arena. And it it, it held up, man. I was, I'm, I really am going to look, I'm looking for the next issue. I want to see what happens. What, I mean, because they have multiple stories going on at the same time. Not only this, this gladiator style event, but they're showing um, this, this group of people from the other side of the wall trying to get through trying to make their lives better almost like a mexican border crossing style situation now while that's going on we have another little story of these two military gentlemen who are guess their job is to patrol the wall and they're talking to each other about one of them is in the process of getting a divorce and like it, it's the the crass buddy who's like, "Yeah, you're single. Let's go get broads." And the other guy's like, "Well, you know, it's kind of new. I sort of still love her." And like, usually when the, when books have multiple storylines running through it at the same time, one of them starts to falter, and, th- and it didn't happen in this book. Like each one of them, each storyline came to fruition, and I was in, interested in all three, because even with the with the military the two military guys chatting with each other, I knew at some point in time they're going to come across the uh, the border jumpers. I didn't know if I wanted to say that. <laughs> well, that's, that's what it is, though. I mean, it... It really is. And the way he comes across it is this guy still loves his wife. He made the mistake of throwing his ring away, and he goes back to retrieve the ring. Now, these two people that are jumping said border are being really just shoved and pushed around by the two guys in control of the path the get, coyotes yeah the coyotes to get through and the apparently the other side of the wall you have to be perfect so the old man's missing a couple of fingers and they're like well that'll never pass you'll never you're gonna end up dead they still make it across and when the military guy goes back to his ring he finds them and they do end up dead <laughs> a lot dead like, like, <laughs> like it's a lot dead. <laughs> like not much left dead. There was a, a an interesting like just a, a little note at the beginning of the border jumper story about you you can't bring any bags and the girl and, and the girl's carrying a bag of her child's stuff because the child was taken away from her. It's like the memories of her child are just in that bag and the way we're introduced is that bag is getting thrown to the ground saying you can't have it. So you immediately feel something for this family and you know 
10 to 15 pages later, you watch this family get shredded, which just shows you what this new world is going to be, that life is not important if you're on the other side of the wall. Now, they really didn't go too deeply on the actual type of people on the other side of the wall. I don't want to say good or bad. The 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 people that have been enhanced and whatnot. The only the only people that we've been introduced on that side were the gladiators and his handlers and and the reporter, who all seem to be normal, for lack of a better term, in the comic book world. I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought the art was stunning. Uh, the story, the writing was really well done. Like the the the, the three storylines didn't fuzzy each other up like I knew when I was reading about the gladiators I knew when I was reading about you know the border jumpers and the military guy like everything was solid really really well done Lee did a great job and it is a vertigo book so I'm hoping that they're going to keep on some consistent you know schedule usually vertigo doesn't have that problem but with a creator written drawn like when he it's a lot to ask so if they don't have a couple in the can we may be waiting a little while for the next one, but all in all, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I thought this book was yeah, yeah it was a pretty I awesome, it was pretty book. great. Romeo is uh, is such a badass man. He does just incredible work, and he I, like his mechanical yeah. work. His like the mechanical looks of everything. Not only the the, the guys like guys wearing a bio or um, a mechanical suit. The that was stunning. It was perfect, but it was the the world behind them like the backgrounds were great because they were all machinery and 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 flamethrowers and lasers and i mean it was he i can't say enough how well it looked it was so pretty in a dirty way yeah like i reading reading through this it was like it was like reading if running man basically (laughs) yes the absolutely incredible arnold schwarzenegger film the running man like if that were to come out now that this is the kind of shit you would get this sort of post-apocalyptic you know there was this giant earthquake in los angeles and now that you've got i mean it, it really is i mean it's it is about as on the nose a a social commentary as you can get mm-hmm. you know of what's going on in in this country now with you know fuckers like we should build a giant wall along the border of Mexico. <laughs> I, I, That'll keep people out. I'm going to take it one step past your, your Running Man reference. If you were to take Running Man and cross it with Escape from L.A., it, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it, it ties in beautifully. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, really the only complaint that I had with the book, and it's such a minor complaint, but when I was reading it, the design of the saint uh, looked to me like uh, Nightwing and Shadowhawk mixed together and then the guy that he was fighting uh looked like General Zod from Power Rangers. So I was <laughs> like, oh, Nighthawk's fighting General Zod or General Z- Zed? Zed. Is that, okay. Close yeah, enough. Zod's from Superman. General Zed. Lord no, Lord Zed. Lord Zed. Lord Zed. Yeah. Fuck. Shout out big to Lord Zed, big Lord fan of the Zed. show. Not like that bitch Rita Repulsa. What a what a hoe. Fuck her. Um, ugh. God. <laughs> There was but a, yeah, like that—that that was my minor complaint with the book is that I get, know, I get all these characters remind me a little bit of other characters. I get the Zed look, I do. Um, there was a a a, a, a like a kids—I don't want to say kids—it was like a teen movie a long time ago, and I can't remember the name. But this young boy gets a spacesuit, mm-hmm. and it. Oh, it, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that. it kind of <laughs> reminded me of that, and then it kind of <laughs> reminded me of. Uh, uh yes. steel that was all shack yeah i mean i think um i think that movie was called uh young boy spacesuit yes oh yeah. thank god that would have kept me up tonight <laughs> wait was Absolutely it really called not. young boy spacesuit <laughs> oh okay i was fucking terrified for a moment i know what book you're, uh, movie you're talking about but i was like if it was called that i i think that he just why went for, in, in comparison to the two characters it's a it's a simple look it's shiny, it's sleek, to show how his character doesn't... I mean, it's obvious that... Uh, what was the other guy? The Reaper is heavily 
enhanced. He has no skin, so I'm hoping something is keeping him in. But I think that it, it was fantastic. I mean, die, kill, burn. That's just the actual arena saying things. So, shout out. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was I, a great I'm, book. I'm willing to bet that uh, that the Saint is going to end up being one of the good guys. What do you guys think? Absolutely think, not. Think of maybe course. he's gonna... no, no, he's in charge. He's the bad guy. He is the Richard Dawson. In... Oh, no. <laughs> it took me that long to remember Richard Dawson was in The Running Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to go watch The Running Man when we're done. I'm actually wa- shout out. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> big shout out to Richard Bachman. Big fan of the show. Big shout out to Jesse Ventura, also a big fan of the show. Oh, God, the governor? Yeah. yeah. Love that guy. <laughs> well, okay. Thank you, Evan. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I want to see everything we've commented on in the show notes. I, I, <laughs> Good I luck, can't D. promise that. <laughs> Uh, okay, all right. Wiki page. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. All the nope. I'm not linking everyone to their Wikipedia or IMDb pages. That That's not <laughs> happening. Okay, but with that, I guess uh, we should keep moving along. Uh, we do. We, we have some books to cover. Um, what do you got, Dean? Sh- yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think about where the hell I should start. Uh, so we covered Suiciders. That, that's one of the books that I read. The other book I read... Um, Besides the big thing I covered was uh, I re- I read Deathstroke, uh, the the new the new series going on. I, I think I covered the first one uh, a couple weeks back. The only reason I wanted to cover this one was because it had Batman in it. <gasps> so yeah, I I I'm not gonna lie, I haven't been keeping up with the book. I it it was okay the first issue, but it wasn't anything to make me feel like I needed to keep going. <coughs> so I went into this like sort of not knowing shit, and it was pretty to understand what was going on. <laughs> Not he's looking for deep. his fucking kid. That's it. He's looking for his fucking kid. He's in Gotham. And Batman. And there's Batman and there's a bad guy and they fight. And that's the book. <laughs> What's Harley doing in it? She's egging them on. That's cool. literally all she's doing. Is just <laughs> You can hit harder than that. You uh, son of a... And uh, that's literally the only reason she's in the book. I'm sure there's more to it than that, but it it, it was a cool book. Like I, th- the whole thing was just one ginormous fight scene between Batman and Deathstroke, and then three extra pages of story, and that was it. And I'm not gonna lie, it was cool because since uh, Slade Wilson went through the Lazarus Pit in I think the first book, uh, he sort of lost some of his um his enhancements, like, you know, his uh, combat ability, his regenerative... Some of his regenerative ability, not all of it. And uh, he also lost... uh, Well, he regained the sight in one eye, but he's been fighting with one eye for, like, 50-some-odd years. (laughs) So, you know, he's like, oh, my God, why am I sucking? And he's like, oh, it's because I I got two eyes now. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, "I, I I don't know how to fight with two eyes anymore. This is throwing me the fuck off, so... It, it finally gets to the point where he's like, I should have taken out Batman the three moves, and this has turned into a grudge match between me and him. And Harley's like, well, I got to go. Here's a bunch of bombs. I'm going to blow up this building with y'all in it. Have fun. And I, I was like, what the fuck? And she goes looking for, for uh, Slade after she finds him, and Slade's not very happy because I guess she was the contact for him to find his kid. And it uh, it turns out that uh, she was planning to double cross him, so he's choking her like a foot above the ground, uh, like she she's just dangling there, and he's like, "Where's my kid?" Blah. So, uh, yeah, he said blah too. I think I he ta- was. I'm actually looking at that blah bubble right now. Yeah, he. I think he was a little nauseous. That's all right. I mean, he got just a shit ton of rubble bounced on his uh, <laughs> back and stomach, so that could be it. Um. But besides that, like I said, it was it was an okay book. It was just mainly like, hey, Deathstroke and Batman are going to fight. Buy this issue. By the way, you might find out a little bit more about the story at the end of the book. And that was it. I, yeah, it was all right. Okay, uh, the, wait. Tony S. Daniel uh, did the, I think, writing for it. It was, it was pretty good, like uh, I said. He, it, he did both, right? The writing and I, the art? I believe so, yeah. And uh, he, he's always good on art. Um, I, I've 
been both ways on his writing, but uh, yeah, his his art is pretty solid. So yeah, I mean, if 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 you're digging Deathstroke, keep keep going, man. This was a cool uh, superhero fight, and it was literally 20 pages long. So <laughs> you know, it, it was it was it was pretty to look at, to say the least. We do have to, because I remember when we first discussed this book, one of our favorite points was the possum. He's back. <laughs> what, not anymore. No. Uh, well, yeah. He, <laughs> he was back. the possum anymore. Yeah, the bitch exploded. <laughs> and heads, and it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, the so great I, ones always go so quick. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to regenerate uh, this time. But uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, the other thing I attempted to do was I attempted to get through a large chunk of the new 52 Futures End. You weren't you weren't joking? Nope. Really? <laughs> I thought you just read like this week's. <laughs> no, I read I read 23 issues. That was what I spent I wow. b- before I went to bed every night, I read like three or four issues. And the thing was to to me, I was like, "You know what? Like this is a big event. I should I should know what's going on. Like there there's two sort of large events going on right now. There's um Earth 2 World's End, and there's New 52 Future's End. And this is going to, I believe, lead into Convergence. I, I believe that's what they're calling their new thing. Okay. I think so. Um, so. Otherwise known as Give Me Your Money? Yes. Okay. Yes, Give Me Your Money Part 3. <laughs> the Trinity. <laughs> See what I did there? I do. Good job. All right. Okay, so. Uh, I don't. I missed it. Could you explain it more? No. Okay, no. The Trinity... Okay. Is <laughs> yeah, so we're we're not gonna go there. If you don't know what the Trinity is, look it up. Look up DC the Trinity. It'll come up pretty damn quick. So, uh, basically, New Fifty Two Futures End is like um, uh, in Infinite Crisis Part Two. <laughs> I don't know what better way to describe it, but that that's literally what it is. They uh, so and Charlie Sheen is heavily shown in these books. Yes, of course. Part D. <laughs> uh, I I'm I'm on the fence about it. It started super slow, just like uh, I, to me, in, in Infinite Crisis started uh pretty slow. Um, it, it didn't really ramp up till halfway through the book, and that's what I feel like just happened. Uh, when I kind of cut myself off because Sunday hit. Um, it it was it it has definitely an interesting plot but it took so long to start up i'm like do i really want to keep going there's another 20 issues after this <laughs> and it's not done yet you know i there's other things i could be reading and i might be more interested um long story short batman beyond comes back from the future because brother eye has succeeded in doing what it first set out to do to Take away humanity because humanity is its own biggest is its own biggest weakness. So, uh, it it does it. It wins. So Yay. Terry McGinnis comes back and he's like, "I gotta stop this. I gotta I gotta stop this all from happening." Because How come all of your characters sound the same? I only have that voice. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Oh, all right. So why the fuck can't the, they all superheroes sound the same? They all they all sound fucking titled whatever. I'll fucking mix it up next time. <laughs> it, it, it it is the mass, of course. Um, so I I, 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 I where, where the fuck was I? <laughs> he comes back, brother. But yeah. I. So yeah, he comes back, and you know he uh, Bruce isn't around anymore. So he's talking to Alfred, uh, robot Alfred. And he's like, listen, we need to stop this. What can we do in this specific time to prevent all this from happening? And Alfred says, uh, listen, Brother Eye's already been disabled from the Earth 2 war, which none of us know what the fuck that is because it hasn't been... There's no story made about it yet. So we can only assume there was a war between Earth Prime... Well, Earth 1 and Earth 2. And... Something bad happens. Uh, so what it looks like is Earth Two was destroyed, and all the Earth Two people ended up on Earth One, and Brother I was destroyed in in the midst. That's that's about what I can get out of it. Out of twenty three issues of fucking reading, that's the backstory I got. <laughs> there was a fight that I never saw, and there's a bunch of people that are 
that are on a different planet. Yeah, and and you know what? I googled and it. Fuck I, brother I, I, I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I was like, what war are they talking about in Future Zen? And I I went on a couple forums. I went on Yahoo Answers was one of them. I, I went on fucking Comic Vine, and I all got the same thing. Oh, the story's not out yet. But you can read Earth 2 World's End if you want, and that'll give you a good idea about what's going to come. And I'm like, no, I just I just want to... No, I know what's coming. The planet blew the fuck up. Yeah, I, I don't just, need to read this yeah, shit. Just, just tell me how. So, literally, one of the last issues I read, it started going into the story about that. And I'm like, really? 20 issues in, they want to start going into backstory? And I feel like DC has this problem with a lot of these uh, big you know, over-expansive stories they do is they don't know how to pace themselves right. Should they have done that shit first instead of making me wonder what the hell was going on for 20-something issues? I mean, don't get me wrong. There was plenty of cool other things going on. Like I said, all the Batman Beyond stuff was cool. There's a whole there's a whole Stormwatch storyline going on, which is pretty neat. Uh, the Justice League and Superman uh, things are pretty cool. Constantine's in there somewhere, but he always seems to show up in these books for some fucking reason, even though he doesn't need to. He never contributes anything. He just always goes, Oi, love, there's a world about to end, and I need to stop it. Watch and, my television show. And he, he doesn't do anything. He just smokes a lot and is drunk and makes other superheroes feel bad. That's his job. I think he's the Dr. Phil of the superhero universe. I was going to go with Sam Kinison, but No, that know. works, man. That works. That that's that's cool. Uh so, yeah, I mean I want to keep reading, but I don't know if I want to spend another week reading 20 issues of a book that might not be what I want it to be. Again, this does have the makings to sort of save itself like if in a crisis in the end was a good book, like it and ended up coming out of the, you know, the, the rut it was in, like, at the beginning and really firing up and going on all thrusters at the end. However, I don't I don't know if this book's going to do this. Uh, I I have high hopes. I That's what I could say. It looks like it could be good. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. There's definitely a lot of story to tie up, which is why I'm assuming we're almost on issue 50 of a limited-run book. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I it's... It's 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 one of their weekly books, right? Future's End comes out every week. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's it's such a problem with the weekly books. And Batman Eternal has has had the same problem. And um, what the hell was the one the first one that they did when it was the old DCU? Was it just called Fifty Two? Wrote the Flash. Know. Oh yeah, yeah, the the, oh, the one that yeah it was just 52. fifty-two and yeah. then Countdown. Yeah, like it. it the thing with the weekly books, man, is that there's like, there's so, there's so much content to fill. I mean, there's, that's so, that's so long to tell one story that you end up, I always feel kind of insulted by those books because they just hold your hand and end up, instead of giving you a ton of story, they give you a six issue miniseries that is just as decompressed as possible. You just get the most minute of minutia in these books, and it, it's I, I just I just can't I just can't. Yeah, it's it's I don't know, man. There there's a lot of weird like some of the characters are really cool, you know, and it's it's a mix of Earth Two heroes and Earth One heroes, so that's neat. But I don't I don't it's, know. I don't know. For me, it always comes down to like the like brass tacks of those types of books are the the value proposition that is presented by them well i, I and I, three dollars a book yeah four dollars oh, yeah, a book totally 52 weeks in a row like that what works out to what like a million dollars right yeah, yeah it's like okay. at least a million well, five did you know how much and are fucking... you telling me that good of a story well th that's are you giving yeah. me batman year one no because <laughs> if you're not you're not getting Upwards of two hundred dollars from me. Well, and that's the thing: the trade for this alone, for seventeen issues, was thirty dollars. Yeah, thirty dollars for a trade. I want to yeah, pay I, no more than twenty dollars for a trade. You're charging me thirty dollars for like a mediocre story. Like, come on. Yeah, how, how many issues was it? Seventeen. Seventeen. 
I, I get it. That's a lot of content to put into a trade, but it's right. just it, it's it's excessive because it's a continue. It's not like it's a single story arc, right? Right. No, there, there's more after this. That's that's the thing. It it doesn't end. So you know, it was just like, well, I guess this is a good place to cut it off to you know charge people money if they want to read the whole thing. And I mean, it needed a trade at this point because say you were going to go to your local comic book shop and go from start to finish in single issues. Fuck no, you're not. This thing started <laughs> in May of last year. We're almost a full year. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, it To get the whole thing pre-tax, just at the three ninety nine <laughs> price point, oh, it's $3.99. would cost you. Oh, sweet. McGillica. I believe so, yeah. So four it, times 50 bucks. Yeah, it's $208 before tax. Uh, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Good sir, yeah, and you know, I, I mean, Dan and I are normally pro DC. We we love talking about you know fucking yeah. multiversity and shit. This is not multiversity. <laughs> <laughs> this is not that. You know, yeah, I'm gonna fucking talk about a DC book here in a minute. Like I'm getting more on the DC bandwagon, but but it, no, yeah, I, I, no. I don't know, man. It like I said, I you know maybe if you want a big story to dig into, this could be it, but. Get your wallet ready, man. You're going to be hurting after this. It One, it's not done yet, so this could go further than a year. I don't believe it will because I think Convergence is going to tie all this crap together with World's End, Futures, uh, Futures End, all that stuff. I think it'll all go into this Convergence storyline, and that'll be that. And then the, whatever the hell they're going to do with their, their new shit will go the on new so. new 52 well i i believe they're just going back to the dc imprint no i don't know oh. I, I, well i know they're not i don't the think new they know anymore. <laughs> yeah so I, I i don't know it i'm i'm gonna finish it just because i started it i that's that's where i'm what i'm gonna tell you guys so maybe when it's done i'll have a different you know a, a thought on this book right now 23 issues in um, I I can't say for anyone to spend that much money on it. It's it's a lot to put down, and it's a lot of time to devote to a book. I'm can't really recommend to people yet. I have other people <laughs> telling me that I'm wrong. That you know it's a fantastic book, but I don't know. I'm not digging it. It's going in too many directions, and while there is interesting stuff happening, I don't know that it's enough to keep me you know totally devoted to this this book. Especially because I have to spend so much money on it every week. Yeah, take the two hundred and eight dollars you're gonna spend on this whole thing and just send it to Brian K. Vaughn. <laughs> just give it to him. Straight so he cash. can start working on sagas more? Well, so he can do whatever the hell he wants to do with it. Okay. Because I would give him I he is a writer that would get four dollars a week from me. You know, like he's you, you, he is you of that Brian quality. Azzarella? No. Well, yeah, I guess I am, but <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, All right. Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, but he's not my favorite Brian. Sorry, Mr. Azarello. Brian Azarello, big fan of the show. Dan not anymore, not, bitch. Dan does not speak not for anymore. the whole group. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Brian Azarello can go screw. <laughs> Uh, All right, Dan. I'm I'm right. fucking done ranting. That leaves you, man. Okay. Well, I read a DC book that I actually liked, and I'm kind of sad that you fuckers didn't read it too, because I I I want I, I just I want would like some other opinions about it, because I know that the new Batgirl stuff has been very uh, divisive among the fandom, among the community, as it were. As people really like the new direction, people really hate the new direction, and on last week's episode, we talked briefly about the issue of Batgirl where there was the big reveal at the end that she is unsure if she is who she even thinks she is. Is she, like, is she maybe a computer program? Is this shit actually just the Matrix? And we've all been snowed again. But the the book that I want to focus on this week is Secret Origins number 10. Uh, the... There's a bunch of different stories in here, but the Batgirl story is written by Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher, and the art was by Irene Coe, and 
All right. So basically it starts with Barbara uh, in a wheelchair, right? As we have all kind of came to expect her before the, the new 52, Barbara was paralyzed. That was her thing. She, you know, didn't become Oracle until, you know, much later. This was, this was just it. So we start with, with her in, in the wheelchair and right from the get go, the text is purposefully, I, I, I believe set up to confuse you, right? The, the first words after the little splash page intro are, wait, hello, where am I? Dad, are you there? And she wakes up and commissioners Gordon there and is there and she's in the wheelchair. She says, I'm still back girl. Always have been, always will be. We then see them talking to a doctor and they're saying like, look, there's this experimental treatment that we can give Barbara, but she's not going to walk overnight. The Joker fucking shot her in the spine. Like he doesn't put it in exactly those words. Mm -hmm. I believe he says the damage was profound, (laughs) but I, you know, subtext Joker fucking shot that bitch in the spine. Um, so what they do though and it's an interesting thing they they say that what we're going to do is we're going to scan her brain we're going to get this algorithm from her and then we're going to uh basically implant a chip into her with the algorithm from her own brain to get her back up and moving again which i got to be honest the science on that sounds a bit dodgy at best seems a little wonky <laughs> But what do I know? I'm not a doctor. So Cause science, bitch. Cause science. Um and I'm fi- like I'm fine with it. In in a world where we can have radioactive spiders give people powers, I'm okay with this too. It cuts to her to Barbara meeting her current roommate um and her her roommate Frankie, Francine Charles is in a chair and she has uh like a a uh, a degenerative muscular disease that is going to eventually rob her of her ability to walk and you know Barbara they kind of console each other we get a flashback to Barbara becoming Batgirl for the first time of you know beating this dude up in in the police precinct um it cuts to her then getting shot by the Joker and like it it kind of jumps around all over the place interspersed with all of this is her looking at a computer screen and looking at a bunch of uh code and trying to kind of analyze things and she eventually gets to where we knew her as oracle of i can develop this program to predict crimes and i can send out a bunch of operatives to deal with them Eventually, those operatives we know from the new 50 or from the old 52 become the birds of prey. Um, You know, but she says as she's going through here, like where kind of the big reveal happens in this issue is. She says, you know, I'm good at this. Criminals should be scared. They should fear me. And then she stops and we see a panel that has a bunch of different images on it of her fighting Nightwing, of her fighting uh, the Joker without a face, of her walking again off of a plane, of her hugging somebody that she doesn't know. And she says, I don't remember this. There is an, uh, there's an error here. I, I don't, where am I? My last memory is my brain scan. Then there's this nice, really nice looking full panel spread of her jumping out like flying down through the city in the first costume she had in the new 52. And she says, this is my body, but it isn't me. Am I alive? And then we kind of end there. She said, you know, and it's like, all right, well, that didn't help clear anything up. I don't think, but now I'm even more into it. Like I'm more intrigued by what's going on. Is this even Barbara? Is she a computer program? Is this a chip that was put into somebody else? So that, because like that was one of the things when, when the new 52 started, all of us sat around and went, why the fuck is Barbara Gordon walking around? That doesn't make any sense. So wait, so she still got shot. 
The Joker shot her in the spine, blew her spine to smithereens, but she's walking around. Dan, I solved the problem how- already. Okay, how was that? Brother Eye. Son of a bitch, bro. Well, no, but Brother Eye's dead. Nope, 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 nope. He's back. We've established by Robo Alfred. Nope, nope. Brother Eye. The- Are you saying that Robo Alfred would lie <laughs> to us, the readers, 23 issues in, $72 in? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Robo Alfred would that fucking liar. Yes, that terrible, terrible son of a bitch. Um, that, I'm, I'm a little interested that- in this. What, what we Metal say? mustachioed prick. Yes, <laughs> yes. If I could put that as the title, I totally would. But I, I, I want more people to listen to us, not less. Not, not less. Um, yeah, that's the. That seems like a whole other subgenre of shit that I'm not into, and I don't judge you if you are. But that's just not my thing. Um, yeah, like it's it's a really interesting take on this character. It's one of the more I, I, I always feel like DC is a bit safe in their uh, in their their characters' backstories. You know, right. Superman, planet blew up, here he is. Um, Batman, parents died, here he is. You know, like, they're, they're just kind of basic. And I guess all comic book origins are kind of basic and easy. But, like, DC to me really doesn't have a Moon Knight-type character. If it's like, what the fuck is that about that's weird (laughs) this is kind of that what's going on this is a very like this is an interesting thing i'm i actually care about where this is going and the fact that they reference who she is and like this is the first time in a dc book in a very long time that i've cared about something other than the costume when i read dc books i care about the costume not the character this is kind of flipping that for me, and I'm and I really like it. You know, I I I'm taking a look at it. I'm scanning through it, and whilst listening to your description, I'm noting that all the thought bubbles are are purposely yeah. done boxed, as to infer that it is computer based. Brother, I'm telling you, you guys just think I'm lying. Not brother. I swear, if this ends up being fucking Brother Eye, I will never read a DC book again. I'm flipping the table, and I'm going I'm the I'm not even home. kidding. I will put that down. Fuck Brother Eye. But yeah, like, you're right. It is very much uh, indicative of being a computer program speaking. Right. It's almost like like the Bionic Man intro. Mm-hmm. You, know what I'm, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm old enough. Good. I know. <laughs> Good. Thank you for not making me feel ancient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, I'm looking at it. The art looks great. The storyline itself seems pretty solid, but with open open ends. It's how how long? How big of a book was this? Because I know it has multiple uh, origins in it, right? Yeah this this is like 40 pages. Um, the Batgirl story itself was like the first 10. Gotcha. Interesting. So go to go to your local comic book store, uh, tear those pages out, and then give the clerk a dollar. <laughs> or give this, them three dollars and not get arrested. There you go. Well, uh, either way, you know. <laughs> but yeah, like read this book, read the last issue of Batgirl, and then I don't know, like I. I'm I'm curious. I would love for people to to comment or tell me that I'm way off base or to tell me that they don't know what the fuck's going on either. So I don't like I I I I feel like I should have figured this out already, but I I haven't read DC stuff in so long that maybe there's some stuff that I'm missing. Right. Well, you know, yeah, I, every once in a while, I don't know happens. where this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where it's going. You know, I I don't know how this ties into the convergence and into the multiversity. And the world's end and the future's end and the end of the end and the end of the beginning. And who's on you know, first? All of the rear end. And it's just, there's a lot of ending. <laughs> so, a lot of so, ending so the rest DC of the right book, now. not so much? I didn't read it. Okay. I didn't get to it yet. Yeah, I've, you know, I have a life. I have other things I got to do. I'll get to it eventually. Dance classes to go to and whatnot. Dance classes. (laughs) Jazz hands. Very expensive tap and ballet dance classes. So, yeah, pick it up. It was good. Like, the story, not for nothing, the story 
just the Batgirl story was good enough, I think, to uh, to warrant a purchase. The rest would be gravy. Cool. Okay. Perhaps lumpy gravy. I don't know. I didn't read it, but gravy nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> lumpy gravy. You're funny. <laughs> All right. Okay. That happened. <laughs> Enough. The uh, the second book I wanted to talk about, um, Fantastic Four 643, The End. Here we go again with ending. The End is Forever. That's um, a lie. Yeah, I know. It's the end. Of, like, I think there's two more issues left in this series, maybe three. I don't know. I'm not a big Fantastic Four fan. I never really have be, been. Um the only reason that I'm reading this book is because Sleepwalker is in it. Um, Sleepwalker is featured prominently on the cover of this book. And those bastards, <laughs> they got me cause, cause his storylines going to be in the next issue, but we got the introduction of who Sleepwalker is in this issue. You fuckers like you got me. I'm in you pricks, but yeah, Sleepwalkers in this in this book for like uh four panels and the four panels that he's in are a straight up retelling of his origin story which like I realized that I know shit about Sleepwalker and not everybody else does but like I already knew all this. So for me it was like all right, that's cool. Like I I get it, but you know, uh, I wanted more. I wanted more Sleepwalkers. So now I got to buy the next issue. However, that being said, the book itself was actually pretty good. Oh. I feel like maybe I should have been reading Fantastic Four for a little bit longer. For the last 634 issues. No, not that long. <laughs> um, been a lot of really bad Fantastic Four books. Because um, I did read for a little while. I read the Matt Fraction stuff, and I loved it. I thought Fraction's run um, and Hickman's run before Fraction on Fantastic Four, I thought those two were great. But for the most part, I just have never been able to get into it. I mean, the the one real big relaunch they had God, probably 15 years ago at this point, um, the Mark Wade and Mike Waringo uh, relaunch that people loved. Right. They put out like a, a 10 cent issue right, 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 for I the first that. one. And like, I fucking didn't like that. The Stan Lee, Jack Kirby stuff. I've tried to read some of that. And as much as I love Uncle Stan, uh, he's a terrible writer. And that's just all there is to it. Um, it's, it's just like, comparatively speaking, it's so hard to go back and like, oh, these old Fantastic Four stories are classics that it, they're so hard to read. Now the John Byrne stuff is the same way. It's just really hard to go back and get into that over narrative and over expository style of writing. But, but this book, I was like, oh, this is kind of, kind of good. Like, Mr. Fantastic is a badass in here. He's being uh, he's being held captive by this guy called the Quiet Man, um, John Eden, and he has this like real badass moment. Um, he's got you know the the Fantastic Four logo that's on the shirt. It's and and I just I have to read directly from the panel because it's just such a ridiculous statement. I uh, says, "Do you like the shirt? The four logo isn't just for decoration." I just stretched the bones of my rib cage to activate it. It's got two functions, a tracer for my family to know where I am and that I'm alive and to make your system short circuit. I planted disruptors everywhere on my way to your office and shit just starts blowing up. <laughs> so like, and like the way the panel is in there, it's drawn by Leonard Kirk written by James Robinson. The way the panel is drawn, it's just a close up of like the, the, his shirt, the four logo on his shirt. And, like, you can see a little, like, poke, like, right beneath it. Just like, aw, he's, that's funny. He stretched his nipple. His little ribcage bone is just <laughs> pokey-pokey in there. But, that, like, that's such a ridiculous thing, but it was kind of badass, because here's Mr. Fantastic, who, for all intents and purposes, is stretchy, and that doesn't really scare me at all. I'm like, oh, what are you going to do, get long at me? Well, fuck off. You know, um, but this was actually kind of cool. You know, he, the dude teleports away. He says, you know, I should kill you, but I'm having way too much fun. Um, there is a, there was, shockingly enough in this book, a really beautiful moment through, that came from the wizard 
who's a really ridiculous villain in a really ridiculous costume, <laughs> and his son, Bentley, who is part of the Future Foundation. And he's talking shit to his son like the wizard had had all the Future Foundation kids uh, kind of taken captured, taken captive, and Bentley is breaking them out. And he his dad looks at him like, they're, I guess this fight happened uh, last issue between where Bentley was breaking everybody out. And Bentley looks at his dad and says, basically, uh, get the fuck out. You know, now's your time. Escape. And the wizard looks down at his son and says, you don't have anything else that you can, that you can stop me with? Like, there's no, like, you don't have any more tricks up your sleeve, you little shit? And the kid just says, no, you're my dad. Just go. Just get out of here. I don't want to stop you. And the beautiful moment comes in where the wizard looks at his son and says, I'm proud of you because I've always wondered what type of man I might have been if I had the love of a family around me. And it was like, oh. damn, sir. Oh, like, feels. well done. Well done for giving a ridiculous villain such an emo emotional depth. Like, right there in that panel, that is the most depth that the wizard has ever ever fucking had as a character of saying like i'm a dick because nobody fucking loved me and maybe if somebody would have loved me i'd have been a better person i need hugs shit somebody hug so hug <laughs> hug everyone is basically the uh the message of this this podcast um the rest of the book is is fairly standard there's like there's a bunch of shit going on they're trying to kill the fantastic four apparently johnny storm lost his powers again somewhere along the way uh the avengers are there they're fighting all these monstrous demon things that are there and there's just the couple of panels where they're talking to rick sheridan about sleepwalker because sleepwalker has to go in to franklin's mind and kind of end what's going on all these nightmare creatures are coming out so we've got to get get into the dream realm and uh into the mindscape as they call mm. it and handle some shit i don't know i like i was surprised at how much i liked the issue because like i said i am not a fantastic four fan the the fact that sleepwalker is in it is what got me to buy it like it made me really happy when they did the kind of flashback in eight panels on sleepwalker's career that there's like oh look there's that storyline where he was with Darkhawk and oh look there's the storyline where he fought Nightmare and I've read those books and I like those books <laughs> like I know those that was for me um, it does say in the bottom right hand corner for you Dan for, yes here you go Dan we got this one for you would you stop bitching about somebody doing Sleepwalker for fuck's sake please enough with the emails already enough we get it you like them Christ nobody else does um so yeah, next issue should have like the real big bulk of the Sleepwalker stuff. So I'll be talking about next issue as well in a month. But yeah, it was it was actually a pretty good book. Like I think I'm gonna go back and try and read the rest of this. Uh, the end is forever thing. Like we we leave off on a cliffhanger of the Avengers showing up, but not the Avengers I think anybody wanted because it's it's. Captain America, like the Heroes Reborn style Captain America, right. not with the uh, ridiculous Rob Liefeld, uh, you know, pec muscles, but <laughs> it looks to be about from that era. The Iron Man costume, I think, is around that time. Um, Hawkeye is there, but he's all in gold. Scarlet Witch is there. Hulk has long hair. Like Wonder Man has his old green and red costume. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm curious to see what what happens here and where we where we go from here so james robinson leonard kirk well done you have at least convinced me to pick up a couple other fantastic four books uh but then i'll probably never do it again unless you put sleepwalker back in so there you go <laughs> very cool uh is, is that everything did we cover everything i think so <laughs> okay I, th I think okay so before we go any further um so all of you have heard of the uh, the fallen hero Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eighty three years old. Lived a long life. Uh, 
pretty he much did live long. Yeah, and, and he prospered. And he prospered. You know, um, seemed like he was at peace with everything. You know, last tweet was uh very, very um, I I for lack of a better term, just peaceful. It was it was very very nice. Uh, he lived lived a great life. You know, uh, I not many people could want anything better than that. He you know. He, didn't suffer for long, at least I could say. Went to the hospital. You know, next day he was he was gone. Um, so yeah, for for all those uh, all those Vulcans out there, and to uh, Leonard Nimoy, we we salute you, and rest in peace, sir. Um, so such a fascinating dude. Yes, yes, yes. Like we could do we could do a whole podcast on there, and perhaps maybe we should one day. But a retrospective, just just a fascinating like. The, the duality of his character, of Spock, like, not being accepted, and, like, and then him not accepting Spock in real life, and eventually coming to terms with, like, uh, there's just a really fascinating thing in this. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just... Absolutely. It's, su- it's such an interesting thing. Yes, certainly. Um, yeah, you know, if, uh, if, if anyone wants to, uh... Shoot us some ideas for maybe a Leonard Nimoy show in the future. Uh, shoot us an email. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. Speaking of the show notes, everything we talked about besides all the little shit, like uh, all the IMDb's and Wikipedia's that Dan never want me to put up, will be in the show notes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the comic books and our links to our websites and some of the new articles we put out. We're going to start doing that. So for all of our uh, new stuff, that uh, has gone out this week. We're going to have some links in there. You know, why I love wrestling. Uh, Tiff put out a great article about uh, Leonard Nimoy, actually. And, uh, you know, if, if anyone gets a chance, it's definitely worth a, a read. The The link will be in the notes. Uh, we have some other stuff that came out this week, too. That's, uh, that's great. So, yeah, that'll all be there. And uh, check that out. Uh, Evan, why don't, you, uh, why don't you sing us out with uh, the normal uh, Comic Fest stuff? Uh, Garden State Comic Fest, July 25th and 26th, Marstown, New Jersey, at Menin Arena. Check us out, Facebook, the Twitters, all of the social medias. It's it's coming fast, and it's going to be rocking. It's going to be awesome. So uh, we, as a group, the Geek Aid group, will have a huge presence there. As, as we're going to be in as many spots as we possibly can. So I I can't I I can't wait. I can't wait. So excited for this. It's a big, big deal. Uh, I'm I'm really excited, too. I, I think uh, we speak for the whole uh, crew when we say we're excited, not just the three of us. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have tons of stuff there. It's, it's going to be great. Uh, we're we're going to have plenty of content going on as well. We're going to do some live stuff and everything. It'll, it'll be really cool, and right. uh, we're, we're excited to be out there. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, J- July uh, tw- 20, 25th and 26th? Correct. Okay, cool. So that is a Saturday and a Sunday. Two-day thing, not just one day. Now, so nice, we had to do it twice. Ooh. Oh, wow. Dirty. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, besides that, actually, we have something closer coming up. We're going to be at the South Jersey Geek Fest April 4th. Uh, I believe that's it, April 4th. Uh, that is a Saturday coming up. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, where that's more of a uh, we're gonna be uh, heading out with the Stone Age Gamer crew. Uh, it should be a really really fun uh, deal going on. We got some shirts. You can find us by looking for the Geek Aid shirts. We'll all be wearing them, and we have two lovely girls that'll be out on the floor looking for people to uh, participate in our little live podcast. We'll be doing. It'll wait, be a wait, lot of fun. Wait, wait. I'm not a Stone Age gamer. Does that mean I'm not invited? No, you're invited. Evan. Okay, of course you're invited. Sure, because I was about to cry. <laughs> no, you're always invited, Evan. <laughs> You're an honorary Stone Age gamer. Okay. <laughs> it's just because I'm old, isn't it? I don't want to play anymore. I'm, I'm, no, I'm you're sorry. one of the pretty girls. Oh, be all right. Course. I'm on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I need to call Jesse and tell her she can't come anymore. We could have three pretty girls. Of course, of course. <laughs> Evan, I got to get you a really tight shirt. <laughs> Show off that cleavage. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Careful what you wish okay. for, sir. Oh god. All right. So yeah, April fourth we'll be there. It'll be a lot of fun. There'll be a bunch of stuff going on with us anyway. Uh and I like I said, if you can make it out, definitely uh make it down. It'll be in oh god, what the hell is the town? Uh it'll it'll be in the show notes. We'll have a link to South Jersey Geek Fest. <laughs> 
I want to say Maze Landing, but I'm like, it's not no, Maze it's Landing. Tom. No, it's is not. It Tom's? It's Woodbury. Woodbury, thank oh, Woodbury. you. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's all the way all the right, fuck you, down there. You, sir, go back and redo that. <laughs> right this minute. Uh, it's okay. It, it, it'll be... And we're fucking going somewhere. We don't know where, but you should come too. Absolutely. Fuck. Look at our show notes. Show notes, show notes, show notes. Listen, our 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 lovely devotees will follow us to the ends of the earth, no matter where we go. So <laughs> even if the ends of those earth are somewhere we don't know. <laughs> it's in South Jersey somewhere. We'll figure it out. It's somewhere. I'll put the link in the show notes. Everyone can find Drive it out. Drive around just yelling. <laughs> Where are you? You told me to come south. <laughs> I'm in Point Pleasant. That's not south enough, actually. Yeah, you gotta go like is AC. No, dude. I, I don't know. I don't. This, this is a fucking anymore. long trip that we're taking. I'm not gonna lie. Between you and me, we got like two hours to an hour and a half trip. So it'll be it'll be fun oh, to see. Son it. of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll be fun. Never mind. I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> go see everybody but me. Fucking. No, nah, you're already committed. Sorry. Shit. Son of right. Look, I, I'm taking three people with me. So, I, I, well, actually, you have kids. They're, that's worse than two actual other people. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Every 10 minutes. Are we there yet? Are we there oh yet? God, yeah. Are we no there idea. yet? That's worse than taking two other actual people, is what you yeah. just said. That was awesome. I know, and I let it happen. <laughs> well, no, because, Dan, I think you can honestly say that children don't count as people when they're five years old. No, they don't. Exactly. Exactly. Because I have cousins, and they're tiny, and they beat on me, <laughs> and they want me to do wrestling moves all day, and I get tired, and my bones hurt. But they're like, no. And then they punch me in the stomach, and I'm like, Why? Why would you do that? We're not playing anymore. But they think it's cute, and they look cute, so I'm like, all right, I'll let it slide. Yeah, they are, uh, they're not people yet. They are, they are simply destructive forces <sighs> of nature. Yep, yep. So uh, long story short, make sure you really want to have kids before you actually have them, folks. <laughs> A message from your friends <laughs> at GK. Where the hell did this go? <laughs> I don't know. We got lost on this long-ass journey <laughs> down to fucking Woodbury. <laughs> Christ. Well, I'm happy that happened. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy everyone uh, popped in for this episode. Thank you for listening. Check back with us uh, next week when we got more comics for you. Bye. 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 Bye.